You're tuned in to local programming on 97.7 WAOV and NewsKnoxCounty.com. The information and opinions voiced on the Mark and Mark Show is for general information only. WAOV Radio and the original company assumes no responsibility for errors or omissions in the content of the program. Broadcasting for over five years from the historic Brevoort House in downtown Vincennes, this is the Mark and Mark Show. It's a show about everything. A show about nothing. Featuring Joe Heron, Chris Haddix, Dave Hill, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and Haley Lancaster. We now go live to the WAOV studios for the Mark and Mark Show with your hosts, Mark McNeese and Mark Hill. Hey, it's the Mark and Mark and Joe and Chris Show. Live from Zoom in various locations, Main Street. 4th Street, Joe's Neighborhood, and Mark somewhere in southern Indiana. Franklin Where Street. Where are you? Street. Franklin, Franklin Street. Street. There you go. All right. Not and too far away from the Gerst House right now. <laughs> as far there's, as better as cell phone, there's better yeah. cell phone coverage over here. So Is that right? Okay, good, good. Yeah, you're, you're coming in loud and clear. So, uh, of course, Scott Sonderling on soundboard. Thank you, Scott. Good week, bad week. My good week was I uh, went to baseball heaven over the weekend with uh, Josie and Sam, and I picked the right day. I was going to go on Sunday, and I looked at the weather forecast. It was 50 degrees, 40-mile-an-hour winds, and I thought, I'm not going to a football game and sitting there watching the Cardinals. And so I went on Saturday, 10 minutes before I got to St. Louis, just pissing and pouring rain, and I thought, oh, no. And then I got to the stadium. It was beautiful. Yeah, Chris is keeping track of inappropriate comments. Thank you. <laughs> I'm the one that's been drinking, not you. What's going Part on? One, <laughs> the rest of you, nothing. Okay. So that was my good week. The bad week is the Cardinals bullpen is blow, uh, just blows. It They're blows. atrocious. They're atrocious. Yeah. And the weather, uh, the weather's been up and down. It's been kind of crazy. And, uh, the other thing on, and of course, Joe will, uh, maybe echo this too, but, uh, you know, we've lost a couple of reenactors, uh, you know, with our, our event with the rendezvous, a long-term member of the Northwest Territory Alliance has passed away from a longstanding illness, and we lost one of our entertainers um, earlier in the season. So it's been kind of tough. So we, we keep that in mind as we uh, try to cobble this event together. So that's my good week, bad week. How about you, Joe? What do you got? Uh, good week. Uh, this last weekend we had uh, Mean Girls over at the high school um, despite being in sixth grade, both, uh, my son and daughter were, uh, were ensemble members, uh, this year. So a lot of singing and dancing actually had the two kids on stage uh, a lot together, uh, which, which kind of bugged her, but I think he was kind of proud. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Production. Sam was happy that he bugged his sister. What? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, he <laughs> He's like, Oh, I get to be in this thing. Three years early, okay, and yeah. and offend my sister at the same time. Yeah. It's like a perfect world. It's a, in front it's of working. an audience. In yeah. front, of, yeah, yeah. It, the advantage of being a boy in theater. I mean, it's just like, is he right for the role? Well, he showed up. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> right, right. Well, the other thing is, Joe, he's like six eight, so he looks like a high school kid. He's huge. Yeah. He does. He's got. He's easily got three, four inches on her, and he's a couple inches on me. So, yeah, the kid, the kid's growing like weed. He's gonna so look. Was, or, yeah, so was Zoe was Zoe a mean girl or not? No, she she did ensemble. She was, okay. uh, yeah, she was several small parts 
had she had lines this year. She didn't yeah. have lines. Hello, Dolly. But uh, she's still kind of underclassmen. It's a big senior class. A lot of great performers. A lot of great yeah, kids. True. Uh, so they, you know, they kind of, yeah, they, they let those kids. Uh, a couple of the sophomore girls did get to move up into speaking roles. I think we had one mean girl that was a sophomore. It, uh, the Janice was was a sophomore. Um, who did a fantastic job. In fact, I'll bring her up again with shout outs, but, uh, yeah, just a good one. Bad week, a uh, little, little, little bit of the poison ivy cleaning it up where I'm on the rendezvous. Oh, just a touch. Uh, Frank has it for real. I, I'm avoiding it. I haven't scratched it. It's, uh, so we'll see if I can get through the next couple of days without tearing my it, arm out. It works. You know, why, why is it poison, poison ivy and invasive species? Then that group right? can just tack that, you know, I scare it about yes. We just so the last, yeah. So yeah, the last, nah, the so. last time I I got poison ivy was in 2003. Back back bad, and we were playing disc golf um, at the old Boy Scout uh, camp with a buddy of mine, and uh, it was early days of the internet. And I got online and found homemade remedies to get rid of it, and it spread all over my body because it suggested that I use a hair dryer. To dry it out. Oh no. And it just, I have scars on my arms still yeah. from, uh, wow. poison <laughs> ivy. Your pores. Yeah. You're supposed to use cold water even to wash So wait, wait, wait. Before we out. move on, what's everybody's worst poison ivy story? I don't, I don't have one, but I no, got wait. one in my family. I got it in my face. Worse I shot that. my, had to get a, had to get a steroid shot in the butt. Uh, worse than that, yeah. I was 12 years old and every summer my dad and mom would send me over to Paris, Illinois. And me and my sister would spend a week or two with all of our aunts and uncles over there. And one of my cousins decided we were going to cut down a tree on the island by their little pond. Right. And uh, I saw poison ivy and I said, oh, that's poison ivy. I'm really allergic. we got to be careful. And he told me, no, you your sweat will keep it off of your body. <laughs> so we cut the tree down, which, by the way, it was like – I'm not kidding. It was like a ginormous tree. It took us three days to cut it down. And I had such bad poison ivy that the third place we were at, I had to go get shots with my yep. aunt and uncle. And then the fourth ones that took us home had to stop at an emergency center in Terre Haute to get me another round of shots. Oh, man. Oh. So, yeah. All right. Chris wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so bad. So in, in our, in our family, I, I get, I used to not get poison ivy, but now I do. I don't get it bad, but I still get it. My dad is, uh, super, super susceptible to poison ivy and was really bad as a kid. And, you know, he, he was born in the 50s, so early 50s. Oh. He's a baby. Yeah. So yeah. my grandma, who used to make lye soap, would make him sit in a bleach bath to dry oh. it out. Oh, you know, that's, my God. That's, that's super healthy. Wow. And then then I had an aunt that was not allergic to it at all. And she, yep. you know, brothers, yeah. sisters, they're horrible to each other. Uh, you know. She said she was not allergic to it because she ate it and she gave him and he had to eat it and he ended up in the hospital. Uh, you know, oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, siblings, they're awesome to each other. That's where we need Dr. Aaron on mind. this show, don't we? We got a little, <laughs> I've never, I don't have, uh, that, uh, that, that super bad reaction. Now I do, I will say that I, mine doesn't go away easy. It takes a long time. It doesn't spread a lot. I'm pretty good about when I know that I've been near Dawn. This is not a commercial for Dawn, but Dawn yep. is a degreaser that has yep. oil in it. It removes right. it as fast as anything. So get get some Dawn on you as quickly as possible. Um, so. 
Don't go away. No, no bleach baths. Do not do a bleach bath. That is really bad. Yeah, and you can't sweat. You can't sweat it off your body. Yeah. And, oh. hair dry- and hair dryers don't work. Dryers so, don't I would work. be curious. Eat. I would be curious from our Eat. listeners all the weird wives tales that are out there about poison ivy and poison ivy. The so, internet was a terrible now. place in the early 2000s. Not that it's, it's not a terrible now, place but, now. I mean, but man, back then, back then there was no way to double check anything. It was, hey, I used a hairdryer, bro, and it went right away. Okay, let me try that. Oh, it's spreading in front of me. I can see it bubbling. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your good week, bad week? We know what your bad week is. but <laughs> So good week. Uh, the weather's been mostly nice, so we've been able to do uh, exercise outside. Um, I'm not allowed to lift weights right now, not because I'm hurt, but because me and my oldest daughter, Emma, finally got our matching tattoos. And right. it is it is on my arm in a place where you don't want to lift weights and swell up your muscles because you can stretch this stuff out. Right. So um, also I learned today that having adult kids can be awesome because you can take them to lunch and then you can have as many drinks as you want and then they can just drive you around everywhere. There you go. <laughs> Built-in designated driver. Like Joe it. is getting closer and closer, man. He's getting <laughs> closer and closer. On the so cut. soon. We're yeah. almost there. We're so close. Soon, buddy. It's so nice. So on, on the bad week side, uh, the weather has been bipolar. For example, I was wearing a tank top one afternoon, and then that night when I went to take our dog on a walk, I almost got hypothermia walking him around the neighborhood. <laughs> Um, and then also my back sucks, which I've made very clear on the show before, but sitting in a, ta- a chair to, for three hours getting a tattoo equals Chris has a bad back for the whole next week. Yeah. So I'm so old. So old. <laughs> you just wake up injured. I heard a comedian talking about that. You just wake up injured. It's all relevant, What'd boys. What you do? I slept. I slept really hard. That's what happened. Yeah. I got a good night's sleep, so now I'm hurting for two days. There <laughs> All right, Mark, you got two minutes to squeeze in a good week, bad week. Uh, good week. Jenny, I, and Vivian all went over to French Lick this weekend on Saturday, and we did – Vivian loves to run go-karts. So we went over there and let her run some go-karts. We just – after that, uh, we trolled around the hotel, uh, the French Lick Hotel, had a couple drinks by the pool. It was a beautiful afternoon out there. And uh, just really enjoyed some time in, in, over there in French Lick. It's a great place. If you go with no expectations like we did, we ate, uh, had some really good food, which I don't always like the food at the French Lick Hotel. So uh, mm-hmm. this time it was really kind of good, um, surprising. And then there was tons of uh, kids going to prom, and you'd be surprised how many of them must do that at the French Lick Hotel in the West Bay. Oh, yeah. Was- Sure. It was prom dress central over there. So my wife and V kind of liked it. We, we made some fun of V and saying she's going to be wearing those dresses soon. And she gave us the, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, that every 12 year old is going to give you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Right. so that went okay. Uh, and then bad week. Uh, honestly, it is this just, uh, crappy weird weather Friday. Oh, my real bad week besides the weather. I played golf on Friday and it was beautiful Friday. It was gorgeous. And, uh, I played a really acceptable round for me. I, I had a good round of golf for really my first time being out on a warm day. And then my, my friend, the dirt bag that I play with all the time, he shot one over, <laughs> which is an incredible score. I just wanted to just say he beat me and it stinks. You know, I can't yeah. stand it. Uh, and he beat me badly, you know, so, um, well, not badly, but he just played really, really good. 
Um, what a what a crap end. So that's it on my good okay. week, bad week. Uh, hey, and you, you know, know uh, some... our, our our local buddy Adam Shank. You know, I mean, barely made the cut uh, there in his last tournament, but he finished, came back, finished thirty first. You know what, thirty first place will get you. A hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. He's well over, uh, wow. well over two million, I think, or 1.7 yeah, million. Probably. He's like, he's like 31st money wise. He's ranked 79th in the world, uh, ranked 50th where they got him at the Masters. And if he won that tournament, he would have been able to invited to the Masters. So. Oh yeah. One shot, one shot away. Well, we were at the first break. When we come back, we'll do a little baseball word of the day and others and some shout outs here at the Mark and Joe and Chris and Mark show. Back. You're listening to the yes. Mark Mark Hill, 97.7. Scott sent us message and said, now. So we're back. <laughs> he hit the Mark, mark. I like it. So this is the word of the day. And then Mark Hill, you get to go with your baseball word of the day. Okay. So I'm going to use what I saw on Saturday, which was uh, Jackie Robinson Day. That's a great tradition that we uh, have in all Major League Baseball parks where one day of the week we celebrate First African American to join the major leagues, uh, and he wears uh, he wore the number forty two. So that number, when uh, he passed, uh, was retired on every single team. So every player in Major League Baseball wears forty two. And as you came in the ballpark, you got a really cool, no advertising, uh, Jackie Robinson Day hat, blue cardinal cap with a red. Uh, SDL on it and a side and a 42 on it. Bit of, bit of trivia, Mark. Who was the last major league player to continually wear 42 until his retirement? Oh, man. On my favorite team. On the Yankees, huh? Yeah. Mariano Rivera. Mario, yeah. What a great, yeah. What a great one that was. He was number 42 and before he, he had a long enough career that he was able to retire with that number on him. Yeah. So then uh, when I got home, I lost the hat. You know, Sam Sam decided that it, it was his hat. <laughs> nice. There you go. Okay. So well, that's my baseball word of the day. Mark has a golf word of the day. I, well, wait. I hadn't even thought about it yet. So I'm going to start <laughs> doing a golf word of the day, uh, and we'll we'll do this. Let's just talk about uh, probably the most interesting thing that you see now in golf uh, that makes it top golf or even simulators or what you're seeing when you watch TV and they show that shot tracer. And it's, uh, they, 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 they have two different things. They have swing speed, club head speed, and they have ball speed. And why, uh, at the bottom of those, those are exactly what they say. The club head swing, how, how fast you are swinging that club, and then how that then transfers into ball speed. And there's a lot of stuff that goes with that. And they call it efficiency that's there. What, uh, if you transfer that speed, but those speeds, if you watch any, any, Really good golfer anymore. They're at 110 to 114. I think the, the average now is about 114 on the tour. Uh, and, and ball speed is getting ridiculous. Sometimes <laughs> those ball speeds are now 100, 150 to on an, uh, on an iron all the way up to 186 now coming off the driver face. And those speeds, ball speed and swing speed are becoming quite important to the overall game of golf. Yeah, Fitzpatrick had increased his ball speed like by four uh, miles an hour or something, and that they they noted that that helped him like in that in that playoff for sure. So, Mark, I, I have just specifically myself. I'm aging, you know, as we all are. Father Time is undefeated. 
I have started just because I want to be a little better. Uh, my gym workouts are specifically designed to improve golf speed, uh, torso, torso, uh, rotational speed, rotational mm-hmm. strength. Um, uh, and I've been working out, started working out in November and I, I did, it works. It, it works. It now it transferred to the, to the golf course the other day. And I was, I was stunned. Um, you know, it's it, now if I'd have done that when I was 22, oh my Lord, <laughs> uh, I probably wouldn't have a back right now if you want to know the truth. <laughs> but, but, uh, it is amazing how you, they've learned so much in the science of, uh, conditioning and strength and mm. how you create those things. And this is across all sports, but really golf has now become part of that statistics and analytics oh, yeah. part of it. So, uh, each week I'm going to list a boring golf thing and that's one of them right we're, now. we're gonna put a time limit on you though all right Chris. Well, there'll be at least there's 10 or 12 people that love golf um that listen that's to true oh, lots of, people, of yeah. the 24 that listen 10 or 12 like golf so that's a that's a wow. solid just solid you, you our demographic, Mark, they're, yeah. they're, hey chris they're old white dudes <laughs> like me exactly <laughs> it's a good topic so joe what's your word of the day oh um kind of silly now that we're so deep in golf, but, uh, hackles the hairs <laughs> back of the neck, uh, really okay. frightened or angry dogs, uh, figurative use for people in the 19th century. He got his hackles up. That's so, a good, I like it. Yeah, yeah Joe, that's funny. My wife actually said that term the other day when we were walking our dogs and another dog came over to us and I kind of snapped at it and it backed up and it had its hackles, hackles up. up. Yeah. That's interesting. It's kind of an old, old timey a little bit, but yeah. So Chris, what do you got? Word of the day. I got, I got one based on, uh, the recent events in the NFL contract extension. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid player in the NFL, much to the chagrin of Lamar Jackson. Poor Lamar <laughs> oh, yeah. sitting back there begging for money. They're paying, they're paying Jalen a year early. So, um, so people were kind of skeptical of, People like Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert getting, and Joe Burrow's getting early contracts because they're so high, they're so high dollar. But what right. you don't realize is them signing those extensions a year early sound insane. But uh-huh. the way the rate of pay is increasing for quarterbacks, these franchises are probably saving like tens of millions of dollars by giving them those big deals a oh, year yeah. or two early. So it's just like the, I don't know if you all remember, Patrick Mahomes signed a 10 year deal for $400 million a few years ago. Now he'll be the, he'll be the the second or third paid person in his division eventually. Yeah. And by the way, and he's, he's already trying to renegotiate that because he didn't realize that he actually hamstringed his earning potential by signing that long term deal because it was just so much money and it is so much money. $400 Four hundred yeah. million dollars. Hey, you saw what the commanders signed for. I mean, sold for eight billion dollars. <laughs> Just a, you know, and sometimes it, it, things don't work right in this world. Things, and that's one of them. Dan Snyder's just an awful human being. The owner right. of the uh, Washington, and he and he comes out with eight billion dollars. They force him to sell, and he, oh my god, I gotta be, I gotta make eight billion dollars. Eight. By the way, what a Jackhole. Based on what's happening with the uh, with professional sports teams like that, I'd say in the next 20, 30 years, all the sports teams are going to be owned by giant conglomerates. It's just right. it's well, what's happening. Uh, 
So, uh, Chris, I cannot wait until Mark Davis finally loses his mind enough that they sell the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Now now he is the worst sports owner in all of football. (laughs) Target Raiders? The Raiders owned by Target? Yeah. Target Stadium? I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Have a big Raider. Maybe Apple? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to shout-outs. My shout-out's going to go to the Young Rotarians uh, who are pulling off this weekend their second half marathon. Historic um, half marathon runs by all the uh, history places in uh, Vincennes as they traverse the 13-plus uh, miles through uh, flat Vincennes. Um, so we're uh, here at uh, United Way. We're going to be a water station as we were last year at uh, right across from Old Chicago, a great spot near the end of the race. So I'm looking forward to that. The weather forecast is a bit sketchy, but uh, hopefully they'll pull that off. Uh, Mark, what do you got for a shout-out? Shout-out is to, to Joe Heron and his entire crew for going out and doing a big work day at the rendezvous. And I know Joe's probably got that on his list as well, but that rendezvous grounds has improved dramatically over the last, I'd say, even four or five years, thanks to people at the Music Fest, but also uh, just workers becoming better and better about how they go about things, be cleaning up the grounds, getting rid of the invasive species. Uh, the city council, we actually gave a little money to plant some native uh, flower, wildflowers and those things, and I know that's all happening. Um, just great job to that entire crew out there. So thank you for all the work you guys are doing. That's why I went to St. Louis on Saturday so I could get out of work. Uh, <laughs> hey, no. look, hey, look, you're, dude, you're old enough now. You can just supervise. Come on. That's true. I have very, I've, I've mastered that art. Yeah. So, uh, yes, yes. I stand on the ladder and say, you climb. He's not quite junior fisher level of supervision. <laughs> Big seven O pushes it somewhere. I'll tell you. All right, Chris, what's your shout out? All right, once again, I'm going to shout out Mystic Metal Tattoo and Body Piercings. Um, I, I know tattooing is – it's a much more popular thing than it was before. still a little taboo with probably most of our listening audience. But to go to a place that's so inviting and fun, they've got fun music playing. It's a very open situation. Uh, me and Emma were both able to lay on separate tables and get our tattoos at the same time and laugh and joke, and everybody around is having fun, and it's just – well, you, most tattoo places I've been in my life are very um, uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. it's not their fault. It's a lot of them are antisocial, but they're really good at their job. And mm-hmm. this place has kind of gone out of its way to make it a fun and open, inviting place. Like when the door opens, the doorbell bings, and like everybody's like, it's almost like walking in a mode. Everyone's like, "Hey, how's it going? What's going on?" <laughs> and so it creates, a, and then everybody wants to see what's going on. So there's like. 30 different people over this course of three hours looking at your arm or your leg when you're getting your piece done. It's a lot of fun. And um, I'm just real, it's, it's fun. It's, it, it's, it makes, it makes the whole experience like more enjoyable. And for the fact that Vincennes has a place like that is really nice. Yeah, that's cool. All right, Joe, you, we saved the best for last. What's your shout out? Um, I mentioned it earlier, but just again, uh, the stage crew, the cast, the teachers, uh, volunteers, everybody that helped with the, uh, the high school production this last weekend. Uh, great job. Good bunch of seniors. Uh, few standouts. Uh, Izzy Lane did, uh, Regina George, Jackson Hunt, uh, Zoe's friend, sophomore, Elijah Ann Cohen, who really stepped into 
the Janice role, belting out some big songs. Uh, great performance, everybody. And yeah, I'm biased to my kids. They, they did great with the dances and singing. So, uh, they, they did good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, really good. And Scott, think, just gave, yeah, Scott just gave us, uh, it was another one of those get out of work opportunities. Uh, yeah. I know the challenge fair is this Saturday and I love judging the challenge fair. I've done it for many, many years, but I had to pass this year since I was doing the half marathon. So to Christina Lang, me me Oh, good. Yeah. Good for you guys. It's a great thing. Great thing. Well, yeah. I'm going to sneak in two real quick, uh, best of streaming because I got to go here at the break. So I'm going to mention. Um, Lucky Hank, which is on AMC. It's a Bob Odenkirk kind of show. It's really good. I really like it. Uh, it's pretty bright. It's about, uh, uh, a, uh, a, uh, English professor, um, and in a kind of a middling school. And, uh, he's got a lot of, a lot of issues going on. And, uh, it's pretty interesting, well written uh, cast. The other one is I wanted to mention on Netflix is Unstable. Uh, it's a show with Rob Lowe and his son. Um, who is uh, also plays his son in the show. It's very well done, funny, off the wall, and uh, it's about eight half-hour episodes. You can binge watch it very quickly. Uh, we are up at the hard break. I'm going to leave it over to these guys and have a great second half of the show. We'll be back in a little bit here on the Mark and Chris and Joe Show. And we're back. Oh, there you go. Hey, you're listening to the Mark Mark Show on 97.7 WAOV. Uh, Mark Hill, uh, of a, he has abandoned ship and, and for our listeners, I don't think you understand how hard that is for Mark Hill to do. Uh, he loves to talk. It is like, this is his, (laughs) this is his thing. And it's his therapy. When it's taken away from him, he, he must be very difficult to live with for a little while afterwards. So. Uh, There'll be 20 extra views on the YouTube channel from him just rewatching the last half hour. I guarantee. Yeah, just wondering why he didn't get to talk more. So, and he'll interject. He, I could see him at home, like talking in the mirror. He's like Nate from Ted Lasso, just going. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, this is the time we always talk about best of podcasts, best of streaming, best of all the things that we are reading, living, and doing. Uh, And I, I, I think I'll just. I'll hit it first real quick. Uh, podcast, Ted Radio Hour did a really cool podcast about CRISPR uh, and genetic modification and how we are uh, even even contemplating and it's within reach that we can bring back extinct and even long extinct animals such as the woolly mammoth. Um, and then the ethical questions that come with that. And then uh, I think some of the other questions that come with who can, who will have access to genetic modifications, uh, uh, of your body. And, and you and I, all you guys are sci-fi people too. We understand what this, this eventually leads to. Um, and I, I don't think that uh, I would agree with what the Ted Burt radio hour said, uh, that, that genie is out of the out of the bottle, and there's no putting it back in. Uh, we are we are on the path to uh, enhanced human beings at some point in time, in probably in the next ten years. They also talked about the longevity part of it, um, using CRISPR cells and stem cells uh, to uh, basically grow you a new heart and throw it in, grow you a new liver and throw it in, grow you <laughs> or just add to it. 
uh, and, and doing that. So fascinating. Uh, the book I'm reading, uh, the one without pictures is about, <laughs> van, about vans and, uh, the gentleman, his memoir who started, uh, the van shoe company. Uh, and it's pretty interesting to read. It's a, it's a cool book. Um, then shows that, uh, that we're not grouply watching that I know of. Um, I watched, of course, I've watched the Mandalorian and I've watched, uh, and we'll talk about it and, uh, talk about Ted Lasso and those things. Um, Jenny and I sat through the three part series talking about the 10th anniversary of the Boston bombing. Netflix has an outstanding, outstanding documentary on it. And, um, you know, it's amazing what you forget over 10 years, but that, that brings you right back to those moments and those thoughts that you were having at that point in time. Uh, it's fascinating on Netflix, um, about the Boston bombing and, and the Cernayevs, um, that, that were involved in it, the brother, the, the brother and the, and the disagreements, the two brothers, but the disagreements between law enforcement, between the FBI, the federal prosecutor and the local, um, the local police chief in Boston, um, and maybe even the governor of Massachusetts, who is not interviewed in this thing, um, about how, how it all came to be. And the, the two, uh, the FBI and the federal prosecutor definitely believe that they were involved themselves. Uh, I think the police chief, um, spoiler alert, believes that somebody it was a greater conspiracy. So, um, I don't know. Very interesting. It's worth your time. Uh, next, Chris, Joe, go with Chris first. Whatever. All right. I got, I got three new shows that we don't talk about. I watched The Night Agent on Netflix. I know, Mark, you have watched some of it as well. So bad. It's, so it's, bad. It's, it's, it's is basically soap opera conspiracy it wants you to be stuff. it wants to be good it wants to be it good does. and it sucks you and in and it, it's going to say it does it pulls you in enough to where you watch the whole thing but you're mad the whole time you're watching it because it's the top but it's still fun it's fine um none of it makes sense you're like why would you do that why does this person do that you're questioning the entire writing or it, the yeah, quiet, there, there's no so. logic behind any of it but it's fun hey it's jenny's like, most offensive most offensive thing in that entire show was the the vice president's daughter's fake limp. That drove Jimmy <laughs> absolutely nuts. Oh, uh, that's that a good. That's that, a good. Again with the limp. She kept going again with the limp. Why? Oh, uh, it's so, awful. so much. It's yeah. It's it's bad. It's bad TV, but it's fun TV. So it happens sometimes. So also, we watched an Australian series on Netflix called Well Mania. It's a, 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 a actress named Celeste well, Barber. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one on, on Instagram that re- recreates like model poses, but like yes. With yes. women. She's actually, normal, she's, actually you know? a, she's actually a serious actress from, from Australia. And then she got more famous with that. And then she did the series and it's, it's really entertaining. It's fun to watch because it is full on Australian. And if you don't know anything about Australia, like I really don't, their sense of humor. And all the everything about them is different. So watching this show, you kind of get the feeling there's a different vibe. It's a fun watch. It's easy to watch. Of course, we can talk about Ted Lasso and Mandalorian. Though I wasn't on last weekend. I didn't get to talk about this. But SNL had one of probably the top five best things that they've ever done. On the weekend update, before the show, they 
they talked to the audience and told them to not laugh at any of Colin Jost's jokes. About this. They, I, I, I watched that replay it. of this. Yes. No. I, we watched it live and halfway through it, Michael Che just broke down and then had to tell them. He's like, he's like, dude, calm. Cause he, he could see his face. He saw Colin Jost getting mad, like oh upset. Like what is happening? And so he had to say, dude, I told everybody not to laugh at your jokes. And so we hey, went back and rewatched it. Dude, we went back and rewatched it and there are like two or three laughs in his. And then everything Michael Chase says gets roarous laughter. And you can watch Mike, watch Colin Joseph's face slowly just melt into sadness. He's dissolving. Is, He's dissolving. It is one of the funniest things. They couldn't even finish the segment. They kept talking afterwards and tried to finish it and it was just impossible. Dude, seriously, it's one of the legitimately funniest things I've seen in a long, long time because it was just so real and it was live on television. It's hard yeah. to do something like that nowadays. Um, last the crowd week, I participated all, so well and did a great. They did this. like four guys laughed at every one of his jokes, and he had some bangers. There were some really good jokes in there. Oh yeah, and they just all were dead silent. I couldn't imagine. He his his reaction is so so fantastic. So John Oliver's last week tonight, by the way, is one of my favorite shows on television. It's it's a new version of the Daily Show. It's a one day a week show. They did a thing on 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 home ownership last week and then because they they made the joke of hey if you're if you're under 35 years old don't bother watching this segment you're never going to buy a house watch wow. this what go go to the last squeak tonight they made a new website and they did a segment on Chuck E. Cheese it was supposed to be a 5 minute segment and it turned into a 30 minute segment on their on the website and the last squeak tonight go watch it Chuck E. Cheese is a wild ride. It is, it was an adult, it was an adult pizza place, by the way. The, there was a big boob flirtatious tonic that her boobs would bounce up and down. The, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese was originally from New Jersey and was basically a gangster that would talk crap to everybody. No, dude, go watch it. It is un. I will, we will, we'll watch that. All right. And the last thing we're watching is we're watching Beef now. It's a Asian driven cast with Ali Wong. It, it, the trailer makes it out to be something funny. It's not. It's a lot darker. There's some funny stuff in it, but it's mostly darker and sad. If you like deep, like introspective stuff, it's really good watch. Otherwise, don't watch it. Joey, what's up? Joe. Yeah. Joe, what are you I, watching? And then, what, then when we come back from the break, we'll talk about Mandalorian, Ted Lasso. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, four things we're all probably all watching. Barry, Succession. Mando and Ted Lasso. The, the, all the week to weeks, we'll, we'll break those down. A week or two ago, I did get to see everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, what wow. Okay. Crazy, crazy movie. But at the heart of it was a really sweet story about kindness and, and depression and family dynamics and generations and a heavy, heavy story. It's slow at first. But when it does kick in, it really kicks in. Uh, Chris just showing off that we're both wearing our VBC shirts too, by the way. I just, I like that. that. Yeah, totally, I like it. Totally I saw yours earlier, buddy. Yep. Almost said something. Um, yeah. Um, we are also finally, we're late to this game, just like we were late to succession. We're finally getting into Miss Maisel. Um, uh, and we're, she just dropped her new season. Yeah. The first, the first season was so good. Yeah. The Second, final season. Yeah. But I love stand up. It's, it's kind of nice seeing a different generational part of it. Um, uh, kind of origins and, and seeing a few of the, the comics that we might have heard of a little bit, kind of wondering. Lenny Bruce, man. There was nobody yeah. like him. 
Yeah. You know, not to be not to be too adult on the show, but me and Mark joked about how they tricked us into watching that show on the first episode. Mm-hmm. The one, there's, there's the one scene they tricked us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and you're like, there. Now, now it's been a totally different show, completely. So, who takes two month vacations too? That that's uh, another one of the weird little twists. Oh, we're going to the Catskills for two months. It's like what, dude? That's how it used that. to be. That's how I, it used to be. Can't imagine. Ruined all of it, all of it. All right, guys, you get to watch me drive. You're, hey, Scott, how much longer before (laughs) the break? We got a whole minute left. All right, so hey, Joe, we are not. I am not watching Succession. It is one of the shows that I am not watching, uh, and I don't think Chris is right now either. No, wait until Uh, it's done. We may watch after it's all done. Yeah. That's me and uh, Mark Hill then. I'm kind of curious what to see because uh, now they're running ads for the new the change that Max is going to go through, uh, HBO Max. I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. I feel like they're just turning into TV. So it's going to be like so, regular, but we're going to be paying more for it. I so agree. They're I, getting the Discovery Plus and them are folding together, right? I I think they have undervalued the the meaning behind the letters HBO. True. I don't know about you guys, but for me, if I see HBO in front of something, I automatically think high quality. Yeah, I will watch. I, I will. I will watch genres that I don't usually watch just because I know HBO will put the extra time and effort into making sure it's good. Right. Hey and guys, I, I I'm driving. I can't see the screen. So a, when we get, but you just guys switch us to the break, and then we'll come <laughs> back. Not a problem at all. We can do that. Uh, and. Uh, Oliver, the deep dives, the shows he's doing that I enjoy those uh, every week. I'm about a week behind, but, uh, I think the great thing about what he does is it's these 20 minute kind of deep dives. Uh, Dude, he, he doesn't, he doesn't play favorites or, or, nope. or put a political spin on anything. He just gives you a lot of facts that you would otherwise not hear. One so, of my right, favorite ones that he did was on right. universal health care, and he did it, and he talked about we do have universal health care in the United States, at least in one aspect, if you have kidney disease and are on uh, dialysis. And there's a great one out there, and if you have kidney disease, I'm sorry. It's horrible. But because of, uh, of all people, Richard Nixon, uh, back then they oh. declared that that would be paid for through uh, Medicare. So oh, we got, uh, all right, you're listening to the Market Mark Show. We're going to our final break. We'll be back in five minutes or two minutes or one minute. About 30 seconds, yeah. Back on the Mark Mark Show on WAOV. And uh, Mark is remote. Chris is doing a little bit of a reset. And I'm hanging out in my basement. <laughs> so. Hey, that's fun, man. I'm, I'm driving. <laughs> Let's talk about Ted Lasso and... And one of those things that we talked about in the break was that I don't think that people, there's a lot of viewers of Ted Lasso that don't realize this is the final season. And whatever arc we're getting is it's happening rapidly. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see what, what you guys are thinking about Ted Lasso. So before we get into the minutia of the show, which is fantastic, by the way, I think because they're ending it now, this may very well end up being one of the greatest TV series of all time because they're not dragging anything out. Uh-huh. It's going to end on a high note. It's there's, there hasn't been a lull period. 
what the first two episodes of season two, people were complaining a little bit about it being not quite the same. And then it's, but it's just been so good because they, they had an idea from the beginning and they're just following it and they're not trying to, to squeeze it out for extra money. And so I think we're getting probably one of the best series of television that we've ever seen. It is very tight with its storytelling. I, I, I say it's the same about Breaking Bad. They don't meander the yeah. course too much. It's, it's the really. The only thing that I, I've struggled with a little bit is Keeley's character. Yeah. And why, uh, why I'm struggling with that is, is that they've kind of sent her off in her own world of, of being yeah, strong, not- powerful girl, woman, boss, basically. And I love that. But what I don't like is they're not giving her the proper depth of character at this point in time. When she was with Roy at that point in time, they seemed to have a couple character that was really cool. Uh, But now she's kind of out on her own and that character doesn't survive without the supply, without the the other characters of Rebecca or it's or almost Roy a separate it. show. It doesn't fit in with the show that we're yeah, getting. Yeah, so that's what I'm struggling with. That's the only part of this is that I'm struggling with, and I hope that they wrap that and bring that back in. I okay, I'm gonna call right now. There will likely be a spinoff show of some sort, and where we can see a lot of these characters without Ted Lasso, perhaps. So. I just yeah, watched it. character is awesome. It is limited. And we are seeing yeah. that in his coaching ability. And, but yeah, it, it, but it makes sense. That's what makes the show so good. They have never pretended that he is all of a sudden a soccer guru. He no. still doesn't know squat about soccer. He's just a leader and a nice overall human being that right. will not let society or anything going on in his life change who he is at his core. And that's what makes him such a great character. Uh, this is who I, think I am. Own, the most interesting thing to me right now is where does Trent Grimm's book go? Oh, that's dude. are you kidding me? They dropped a little teaser with the, with him catching the gay soccer player and they have teased it a little bit, but they're not bringing it up too much. Uh, he's watching good, bad and ugly all unfold. And he, and he's he, at his core. He's a journalist. And Mark, you know, Jenny's a journalist. What is he supposed yeah, to do? Because yeah. you know, he deeply cares about all these people. They have embraced him as a, as a friend and as a, a comrade. And now he has to do his job in spite of all those things. And what does he do? Well, and, and I think that that story he's going to tell is, is the true story. So, and some people will like, you know, everybody loves their own truth. They don't necessarily like the truth. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, uh, and I think that that's probably going to be a, an interesting part of this. And I'm curious if if that's where they end the series or how that series ends is with maybe an epilogue from that book, or or if this is what the book's been the entire the series has been the entire time is his book. That would so, be awesome. Kind of crazy stuff. Favorite. That would be great. So, and it wouldn't surprise me with Bill Lawrence if that's not if it wasn't a turn. You know, initially they had said four seasons. That's what they had said. So, um, I don't, so, but this, this has been a long season with long episodes, but somehow I I don't know. There aren't a lot of TV shows. Game of Thrones did this to me as well to where you're watching a show and you can't believe that it's already been 45 minutes and it's already over. Yeah. This is one of those shows that does it. And you're like, Oh my gosh, it's already over. How is this already over? Just, um, do we have a little redemption just to kind of change gear a little? Uh, is, are we feeling a little better about Mandalorian? 
I, I think oh, some. I, never, uh, I, I think some, I am. Some people were saying, I'm Star Wars. Through. Me too. Never. Me too. So, yeah. but but I loved. For me, I loved how they've embraced the whole culture of it and turned it into a show about actual Mandalorians, which yep. is what it's called, as opposed to a story about Grogu, which is what they used to draw everybody in. Which I get it; it's fine. The uh, the I the, think he's going to have his own series and his own show, and it may be set in the future, and it may be something else. He'll pop up later. He's he's a CGI character. We don't rely on an actor for that. I I think it was pretty telling when they said we're going to wrap this up with a movie. So all I love I love I love that they're tying it all in together with a film. That's, that, that's a beautiful all yeah. of it. It's beautiful because it has to end because it all butt ups in in the episode seven. It has to. That's just yeah. how it works. They're constrained by uh, time, literal I mean, time. I mean, but are they? So here, where they what I'm saying about that is is that. We know what happens with the First Order. We know what happens in this. But do the Mandalorians survive the First Order? Do they survive that point? And we they, saw we... nothing of them in any of the, the new trilogy. So we can we can safely assume that they may not survive this. This may be a a sad ending to a series where it's a wipeout where their entire goal is to maybe save the foundlings and hope to push for a future for Mandalorians. So the cult dies. The cult, which the cult of Mandalorian, I would. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't end with a major where where you have Grogu, maybe a half dozen foundlings, and the little dragon baby things that they saved all <laughs> sneaking away at the end to create a possible future. But I mean, it's who knows? It's Star Wars, so it, it, we'll find out when we're eighty, maybe. So, so do we? Yeah, have no kidding. About uh, and I forget her name, but the the forger, the one who works the forge, is she the other spy? Is she the one that betrayed them? Is that's she the traitor? Big... I, I think that's the theory. I don't know if it's true or not. It's pretty. Again, it's pretty. It looks pretty heavy that way. It, it fits very well, but but let me say that Star Wars fans all have a lot of theories, and almost none of them are ever correct. That is true. It's usually, it's usually like much. Percent. Star Wars is pretty simple when you break it down. It's almost always very yeah, simple, and we we see, dive my, deep my, into something. My frustration is we started watching The Force Awakens the other day, <laughs> and and I'm just so mad that Ray wasn't in involved in that. Wasn't one of the theories that we had heard, whether she's Obi Wan or she was somebody else's uh, daughter along the way, and and she ended up in the end not being anything. Well, she's um, Palpatine's granddaughter, so it's fine. I mean, but yeah, it's which kind of kind of crazy. Yeah. No, they, so look, I, I I am one of the few that very very much enjoyed the second film. I understand people did not like the Last Jedi. I did. As a standalone film, I found it to be very good. I feel like long term it could be Empire level quality versus the other movies, but it screwed up the entire arc of the series. Sure. It didn't fit. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I think to me, Ray as a uh, as a Kenobi, based on we know he had a relationship, based on a lot of the old canon, would yeah. have made so much more sense and been a better fit. And a reason why she was dropped on a planet. Yeah. yeah, I mean the, the the story of oh, it's Palpatine's granddaughter. We have to hide her, and, but 
it, it, it was lazy. It was lazy. They were trying to they're trying to fill in all the holes that they had created because they're only doing three movies. So yeah. I guess well, so, three movies were like twenty five hours long. They could and, and they <laughs> but they didn't do anything in most of them. I know. The, the last Jedi was a day and a half. It was like a day <laughs> and a half of them chasing a ship. So it was like the first Star Wars movie was supposed to be over the course of one day. It doesn't make any sense. So so but for the Mandalorian, let's be honest, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're getting a lot of Star Wars this season in Mandalorian. Oh my I mean, we're we're seeing a lot of Star Wars goodness, and we're getting all the backstory on the lore behind the Mandalorians and their 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 cults and their their planet and their existence and their involvement in the whole world of Star Wars. It's really been nice. You're getting a little Order sixty six too. Oh, we're getting right into it, buddy. We're getting right into it. So, by the yeah, way, I don't. It's think, very. I don't think, I think it ends. Um, as bad as I said it was going to, I was just, that was my theory as a Star Wars nerd. It's probably going to be a much happier ending because it still is Disney. So, <laughs> yeah. So we got, hey, how much time do we got? 30 seconds. Sec- All right. Yeah. Well, these 30 seconds, I'm going to say you, thank you for listening to Mark and Mark show on 97.7 WAOV. And it was, uh, without one Mark. Thanks to yeah. Chris. The last half. Thanks to Joe. Uh, after that uh, and Scott on the board I appreciate it we'll see everybody say goodbye guys bye bye you're listening to the talk of the town news talk and sports 97.7 FM WAOV Vincennes News. I'm Tom Graham. There are calls for more charges against an 84-year-old Kansas City white man who shot a black teenager. 16-year-old came to his home by mistake. We're happy that there are two felony charges that bear...